Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You are listening to the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Show. Welcome. I am so excited to be with you here this afternoon. I am Julie Brainlady Anderson here to talk to you about some wonderful, wonderful uh, women entrepreneurs stuff. Uh, We are excited to have another wonderful guest on the program today. But before I introduce her and talk about being a business owner, a, a leader, and a mother during this past year, which I'm sure some of you can definitely relate to that. Before we get to that, we're going to want to remind everyone to always stay on until the end of the show. You are listening to the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Show, and we ex- interview extraordinary women entrepreneurs and help them or have them bring their wisdom to you so that you can meet with like-minded individuals, connect with them, follow them, and learn from them, as well as just get to know some really cool people. So be, be sure to stay on till the end of the show, because it's at the end of the show that you will be able to get to know more about how to connect with our guest. So our guest today is the owner and founder, or should, I should say founder and CEO of Crow. PR. It's a bi-coastal public relations and influencer marketing agency. Our guest, Anna Crow, has spent nearly 20 years working for iconic brands in New York City, Los Angeles, and San Diego, pivoting from an auditor position at a big four accounting firm to leading and scaling her own business. What a dynamic woman. A published and best-selling author, Anna also teaches marketing classes at the University of San Diego School of Business, serves as a city co-manager for Changemaker Chats, and sits on the board of San Diego Chapter of Entrepreneurs Organization. Anna holds an undergraduate degree in accounting from Rutgers University and an international MBA with marketing concentration from the University of San Diego. She is a former uh, Moscovite and longtime New Yorker. Anna lives now in San Diego with her children, her husband, and as a, again, she is the owner and creator of Crow PR. Welcome to the show today, Anna. Julie, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to connect with you. Absolutely. I, one of the best things about doing them, this show or the Brain Lady Speak show is that we, I always get to meet the coolest people. <laughs> We are we are awesome. We are happy to have this awesome person on our show today. And it sounds like you have accomplished a whole lot, a whole lot in your in your lifetime. So we want to find out how you have done that. But first, let me ask you. I always like to find out from our individ, from our guests what led them down the path to the place that they are today. So we know that you are a mom and a wife. A, you built a, a business, a bi-coastal business that uh, looks like it has some international touches. You are the leader of that business, a leader in your community. What led you to the point in your life where you wanted to build your own business? You wanted to get into something like PR. Like, to Give us a little bit of the backstory. 
Sure. Well, I've always um, thought that I wanted to run a business or own a business or play an integral part in a business, but it was never for the the common reasons that people are always talking about. You know, I hear people saying, oh, I don't want to work for anybody. That's not really it or hasn't been it for me. I, I just love to create. I've always been a creator, and I love to build things um, since early childhood. And uh, I started on, my, on the path, as you mentioned, on the CPA track uh, in New York, working for a big four CPA firm, and got to work really closely with some incredible brands, international brands, some big global brands, and uh, realized that I really enjoyed learning about different companies, what makes them profitable, what, how they connect with customers. And so taking that and the client service experience, I went down more of a sales and marketing path, eventually finding my place in a public relations role. And I really fell in love with that. I fell in love with uh, the ability to communicate the story, to create connections with customers, to put brands on the map, and to really help them grow as businesses. And I felt that all, all of my passions, including the financial passion, really integrated well in this role. And so uh, a few years into it, I've decided that um, I wanted to build it my way, and I, I, I knew how to uh, grow companies in certain industries, and so decided to branch out and do this. But along the way, Julia, I've also had several side hustles that gave me an opportunity to just try things differently or try things on my own. So that, that leads us to where we are today. And uh, now our agency, CurPR, has been around for six years. And as you mentioned, we do public relations, influencer marketing, social media, content creation, crisis, and more. I like that, content creation crisis. <laughs> because it is for most of us entrepreneurs out there. We are just, everything changes. And it seems like every year there is a new platform and a new thing to learn, or there's changes to the old platforms that make it new. So I, I love companies. I love people like you and companies like you, because I am always telling my women entrepreneurs, outsource, 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 favorite word. <laughs> that is what's going to make you right. more successful. All right. Absolutely. You cannot, right. I mean, the way we the way we buy products, think about it, just as a consumer, the way we purchase things is so different now than it was three, four years ago, even last year, right? So how do we make decisions? And especially as women, as moms, we are, we make up for 70% of decision makers when it comes to purchasing, right? So we connect with brands and companies differently now, and that changes all the time. So somebody's got to be on top of that and make sure that companies can connect and sell. Yep, and ladies, you don't want to do it yourself. Unless you are a marketer, <laughs> you don't want to do right. it yourself. <laughs> you want to have somebody else because so many of these things are so complicated in and of themselves. You stick in your lane and you hire someone dynamic like Anna and her company to do that for you. But let's talk leadership. Let's talk business ownership. Let's talk about how you had to shift everything in this last year. And a lot of the shows have we've talked of in the last you know, 12 months, obviously, have had a, an aspect of talking with about the, the pandemic. Like, it, it definitely has affected. Now, how old are your kids? My kids are 10 and 8, so they're okay. in elementary school. So you were one of those moms and business owners that had to shift and worry about educating your kids at the same time during the pandemic. So how have you had to really kind of shift and change things uh, in this last year, like your leadership style? If you haven't been able to, if you weren't able to go in and conduct business as normal, you were having to do it from home and you were having to do it with, 
with and also you know manage some homeschooling going on there. How did that change and shift for you in this last year? Yeah, it's a great question, Julie. And to your point, we've become educators, but also uh, feeding the children, getting them dressed, entertaining them, making sure they get enough fresh air while we're stuck in our house, right? So there were so many other facets of um, motherhood that got added onto your plate, the the typical ones, of course, but also now your children are with you 24-7 and um, they're not going to school, so you've got to be educating them while you're leading an organization and supporting your clients and doing all the things. So it's definitely, um, it was definitely a dynamic time, and I think, well, I think we all learned quite a bit about ourselves. Uh, for me, my leadership style continues to evolve. I mean, it always has evolved. I think there were definitely some uh, monumental points in time last year where you took a really hard look in the mirror and said, okay, here are some options. What are we going to do and how are we going to do this? And some days you went after it with all the energy that you had. And some days you just wanted to make it through the day because your kids perhaps weren't doing well on a quiz and they needed extra time and attention, but then your clients needed some extra time and attention and your team did. So there was a lot of this juggling that was um, certainly experimented with, but for me it was really around um, all about leaning into my personal values and the core values of our organization. I think it was um, really telling when we looked at our values as a group and said, okay, authenticity is a core value of ours. That means we're going to be transparent. We're going to be inclusive. We're going to continue to communicate. You know, radical ideas is another one of our values. So when some businesses shut doors virtually and physically, what do we do? How do we pivot for them? What, do, what ideas can we come up with so they can stay in business and thrive, right? So leaning into those values is really important for us, as well as actively listening. I think with the change in the communication style, with the inability to walk over to someone's desk and have a conversation, we've all had to adopt our ways and really understand what every person was going through. And that's on the team side, as well as family, friends, et cetera. So really actively listening to understand and realizing there's no one size fits all model and uh, we have to be nimble. We have to pivot. And um, I think those are really great leadership lessons as well as life lessons and personal lessons. Yeah, it's, it's so true because so many companies have had to, to uh, go through this in the last year and figure out a new way of doing things. And I like the, I like, I like your core values, you know, that part of your core values kind of fed into exactly what we've had to experience by having to figure out a new, a new way to do things. So what have, what have been some of the hardships that you have, you have faced? Now we talked a little bit about, you know, having to juggle things but as you were as your working mother did you do were you one of those that because your company was large enough you had to literally shut down the office and work directly from home yeah we did shut down middle of march and everyone was at home and at first um, we were in a much smaller home at the time as well so my both my boys shared a room and now they had to go to school and, and they had to sit in different areas. And my husband and I had to sit in different areas and still have enough space and privacy. And it was really tough. Physically, it was tough. I remember I bought myself a step and repeat so I could put it behind me so the boys and the dogs wouldn't be running past and forth on the Zoom calls, right? It was all the, you, you have to get you, use a new technology and all these things were just 
definitely tough. And then for kids, especially for my eight-year-old, it was tough for him to transition to, to Zoom because um, he wasn't that comfortable using an iPad or a laptop at the time, at the time, not in an academic sense at the very least. And I remember he had to do this presentation. Now, mind you, a presentation for an eight-year-old is already pretty overwhelming or can be, depending on the child. And, um, you know, memorizing a presentation, doing a report. And I, I'll never forget, I was sitting next to him for support while I was working, and he was sitting on the other side of the table. And he was doing this presentation, and then he's got through about, I don't know, 25, 30 seconds of it. He's getting into it finally. And then I hear the teacher saying, we can't hear you. Are you on mute? Please stop. <laughs> and so the poor kid got so flustered. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm on a call, you know, listening to a call. And I can't help him, but I have to help him. So I go on mute, you know, try to solve his issue. He's at this time now emotion, had an emotional breakdown. So you know, there was a lot of emotions running high, just getting used to it. So it took a little while to get in the groove. But once we got in the groove, then it became the new normal, as they say, right? You get into a new routine. Every day may look different, but you have some form of uh, expectations. You have some sort of understanding of what to anticipate that day. It's it's just so you probably there are probably so many listeners that are going, oh, yep, my son had my daughter did the exact same thing. I tell you, we do that all the time in our Zoom meetings, right? No matter how many times we think, unmute, 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 it's inevitably somebody's going, I can't hear you. <laughs> right. And, and they don't know how to fix it at that point because they have this right. is new technology for them, right? So, and you're, so you're feeling a little pulled. At least I felt pretty pulled and tugged into different directions. Like I was never doing enough uh, for one sector of my life. Maybe I'm not paying enough attention to the family or the business or the employees or what their needs are or the customers, right? You're, you're trying to do everything, but often feeling like I'm not doing the best at everything. And at some point you say, well, that's okay because this is what we're dealing with right now. And as long as we make it to the day and the whole thing doesn't fall apart, we're doing okay, right? And you, you, you celebrate those small wins along the way. So that that brings me to kind of a a side question here, what did you do or what are you doing? Because a lot of businesses, even though there's some schools that are going back part-time, I'm, I'm not sure what your situation down, is down there in San Diego, but what what did you do to take care of you so that you were still able to juggle all of these, keep all of these plates spinning in the air? When did you take time for you? Yeah, that's an important one, Julie, because I think often women, especially moms, find it hard to find that time and to focus on themselves. To some extent, I know I have felt this in the past, I would feel selfish if I would take time away from my kids who needed me to prioritize. But what I've learned over the last few years, especially as our business was growing and I was pulled in a lot of different directions, is that if I don't take care of myself, I won't be able to take care of them or my business or my customers or my employees or anybody else. So I need to make sure that I carve out the time and take care of myself. And the only way that I can do that is by scheduling it on my calendar, just like I would with everything else. If it's important to schedule a meeting on the calendar, it's just as important to schedule a 20 minute walk on my calendar and actually stick to it or take a call while I'm, uh, you know, taking, going for a run or something or making sure I just go lay down when I need to. But for me, 
the routine or the regimen of putting it on my calendar ensured that I got a chance to do that. And once um, establishments started opening back up, I made it a point to get two massages a week. And they're on my calendar, and everybody knows that my family's aware. It's important that I get it done for my own sanity. And, um, you know, that's just that. And we can't feel sorry about it. This is an essential piece, and we want to be there for the long term, at least I do. And I want to be sure that I am my best self when I take care of others, which means I've got to feel my best self. I love it. I love it. Did you hear that, ladies? Actually put it in the calendar. Even if it is at 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, where you are just doing something that is going to help to refill your bank. If you're on overdraft, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to write checks for your family, right? Yeah. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> I love it. So now we have what advice? We have a lot of business, uh, you know, emerging entrepreneurs that listen to the program as well as entrepreneurs that are just still building their business. What advice do you have with business leaders who are struggling to connect with your audience? And I'm going to put a very personal touch from me on that because this is something I struggle with. Obviously, uh, you know, doing podcasts is, is one way that, that you can do that. But I, I struggle to get my message out to my audience. So what advice do you give to business leaders who are struggling with making that connection and building it. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many different ways to go around it. And um, I say at the very heart of it is really to understand your value and what you are bringing to the table, Uh, whether it's a problem you're solving, what is it that you're solving and who is your customer? We typically will never have every single person out there, every single business be our customer. We have a specific offering, specific value, as we call our core value proposition, whether it's a personal brand or a corporate brand, and uh, we are solving some sort of a problem. There's a need out there, and what is it that our customer needs? Who is our customer? Um, the secondarily, I would understand how they get their information, where do they, what are their sources for getting that information from, and then really bring it down to, um, to the connection, to the authentic connection piece. You know, if your service offering, your value proposition uh, resonates with your target customer, you've got something important there. How do you build that relationship? How do you nurture that relationship? How do you really understand, listen to your customer, understand one another? It's a two-way street. You know, it's not us just selling something to a customer, whether it's B2B, B2C, whatnot. It's really a two-way street. We have to listen. We have to react. And in some uh, way, we have to connect even on a human level. We, uh, that's really where authenticity shines. It's genuinely having the connection. And I also believe in the consistency principle. If you stand behind something, make sure you stand behind it and are consistent uh, along the way. So there are sometimes, uh, whether it's brands, organizations, personas that will tout one thing, but then in reality, act differently. And that creates distrust. And the minute we create any distrust, you can throw everything out the window because now you've got to spend time um, rebuilding that trust. So, you know, those are just a couple of ways. And understanding, again, if you are speaking more on a personal brand, we're all human and um, we have to connect on that level. And we're all, um, yeah, no matter the differences, no matter what the status is in life or, um, demographics or position in your company, we're all human. And that's the way we must connect and build from there. 
Yeah, I, I really, I really like that. And that ties right into what you have as core values. And this is something as a, a consultant and a coach for entrepreneurs that I tell, because I work with a lot of women that, that they're, I help them go from the, I'm going to do this, it's all on my shoulders, to opening up and becoming something larger and something bigger. And a lot of times they don't think big enough. They think as a small business. And in order to break through that glass ceiling of profitability or of success, you have to think more like a large business. And core values is something that a lot of entrepreneurs do not have for themselves. It's something that they think of, they don't even think of because they're not thinking themselves as a big business. And that's one of the things that you said is that, or that you mentioned in there was that authenticity, but you have several core values. How, how important do you feel core? This is kind of a, a side question that we didn't discuss, but you have six, I would say six main core values on your website. Why is it important to have those? And give us a little background to yours and why you chose the ones you did. Yeah, I, that's a great question. I think it's imperative to have core values as any organization. And you can be an organization of one and still have um, really, um, you know, your, your core values really dialed in. And you should. It doesn't matter the size. And as it gets bigger, of course, there are more challenges in communicating those values, but communicating them is just as important as actually building them because if they're not consistent and people don't know what they are, then what's really the point of the whole exercise? But I think when you when you put down on paper or on digital paper what you stand for, you can make decisions based on those values. And what I mean by that as a business, you can make hiring decisions and hire people that align with those values. You can make decisions on the types of customers you work with because they may align with those values, obviously more on the service side, but um, on some product side as well. You can make decisions on the types of processes and systems you implement based on those values. And overall, just really um, leaning into them to as your almost um, north star, right? Uh, sometimes in the past I've, I've taken or not taken on a project based on whether or not they align with our values. So, for instance, I mentioned authenticity, right? Um, another one of our values is positivity. So having a solutions-oriented and mo mo positive mindset, having integrity, right? And I've had candidates interview that may have been really great with experience-wise and great on paper, but they had a very um, negative mindset, and it was always obstacle first versus solution. Well, we're in an entrepreneurial company. Regardless of our size, we all pride ourselves on being entrepreneurial and finding solutions. So I need people who are going to, create solutions for our customers, not identify challenges. Um, or similarly on the client side, if I'm speaking with somebody who is very um, negative, that is going to completely have, that is going to have a direct impact on my team. And that's not an impact I want to have on my team because my team is um, solutions minded. So, you know, it's those types of opportunities that um, are created by establishing your core values. You can, make your decisions based on them. So I mentioned authenticity, positivity. I mentioned radical ideas. Relationships are another one of our core values. Um, and that spans collaboration, communication, having trust, being responsive, having a team focus versus I. It's not that I completed this assignment. We did it. And that works when in the good times it's us and it works in the bad times. And you don't have to prove to your empl other employees or leaders or managers 
um, what you've done. It's going to be obvious when you've got that mindset. Um, and then another, one's of, another one of ours is continuous improvement and culture of excellence. I don't believe in cutting corners, and I don't believe in being stagnant. And I want to make sure that the people that work with us, for us, with us, around us, have a similar mindset because together we're going to be able to accomplish a lot more. And um, if someone doesn't believe in that value, that's okay. There are plenty of places to work and work with. We want to make sure we're rallying around those common um, themes, if that makes sense. I love it. I love it. And I think that's you hit on a couple of points that I think are so crucial for a lot of entrepreneurs is when you're trying to make decisions, whether it's a hiring decision, a do I take this client on decision, a do I write this book, do I move forward with this particular direction in my business? When you have core values, those are your touchstone. Those are what you mm-hmm. you go back and does it align? Does it align? And if it doesn't align, it helps you to make the decision because sometimes we battle with making the decision, right? It's like, do I do Absolutely. this? Do I do it? Right? Absolutely. So I love and, that. Very, and I think of the – well, I'm sorry. Please go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go, go right ahead. <laughs> I apologize. I was just going to circle back to the, the first one we mentioned with authenticity because you're right. You have to, um, you can rally around those values when you're making decisions. And for us, authenticity is such an important one because I want to know if someone can truly bring themselves to the organization and to the table who can truly give feedback and get feedback and not cover up in the fake it, you make it or the layers, right? The more transparent we can be, uh, the more um, problems we can solve and the farther we'll go as a team, uh, as a human, as an organization. So I think it's just important to have those benchmarks, whatever they are. And as a business owner, an entrepreneur, it is up to you to look inside yourself and say, okay, what's important to me? And it's an exercise that you're going to keep refining. Just because you put them down once doesn't mean that's it. Okay, I guess I'll have to work on this the rest of my life. You can look at your values quarterly. You could look at them annually. For the most part, they shouldn't change, but you may refine a few. And as your organization grows, you may find that there are other values that have become really prevalent, and you also resonate with them. And so you might adjust. And the key there is, of course, over-communicate. Make sure people are aligned. It's okay if they're not. Maybe this is not the right place for them. But um, the people that you want on your team and with you, we've all got to be looking in the same direction. I love it. I love that messaging. I really do. Well, we are we are getting to the bottom of the hour here and at a, need to wrap things up. But I do want everyone listening to connect with you. Uh, her website is crow c r o w e p r dot com, and she is crow pr on pretty much everything. Right? Uh, LinkedIn, it's Correct. company crow pr. Facebook, it's crow pr. Instagram, crow pr. So. Real easy, <laughs> consistent, <laughs> great branding, <laughs> great marketing. <laughs> so be sure to stay connected with um, Anna. And if you have any questions, you can shoot her an email. You can visit her website. All of those links are on the show page for the Women Entrepreneurs podcast for today. So be sure to click, give us a thumbs up and click those connections so that you can stay connected with Anna, Anna, thank you so much for being on the program today. I really appreciate your time and you gracing us with your presence and bringing your wisdom to the table. 
Thank you so much, Julie, for the kind words and for connecting with me. It was really great um, chatting with you. Awesome. Thank you. All right, ladies and gents who are listening, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire podcast. We, again, we like highlighting wonderful women like our guest today. Our, that is our goal, is to connect great business leaders to other great business leaders. These are people you need to get to know and need to know you. So join us. Follow us. Give us a thumbs up. If you liked this, if there were things on this this podcast that resonated with you, share it out for us on your favorite social media channel. Let us know that, that, that you support us because we support you. If you have a great, if you would like to be interviewed here on the Women Entrepreneurs Show or you have some great tidbits or know of something that would be good for us, send us a, a Email at info at info at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. Remember, please, that it is all plural, right? Women entrepreneurs with an S extraordinaire.com. And of course, we have a group on women in on Facebook, Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire, and a Facebook page. And we are on Instagram. So follow us, like us, connect with us, interact with us, right? We love to share wisdom. That's that's how we learn so many things is just talking and just sharing our wisdom with each other. So I am, again, Julie Brain Lady Anderson, your host for the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Show. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. And as I like to end all of my shows, until next week, just simply enjoy every moment.